How we doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Get Your Life Together. How you feeling today? I'm feeling incredible. How about you? Man, I feel incredible. I feel like sitting next to my queen. I feel incredible. Um, as y'all know, this is one of these shows that we are going to be talking about everything epic, everything under the sun, uh, communication breaks, um, relationship breaks, uh, headache breaks, lunch breaks, not just breaks. We're going to be talking about everything across the gambit. Okay. So, um, how you feeling today? Where's your spirit leading you to? Ooh, that's a good question. You, he knows how to just catch you off guard. Um, that's how I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so I'm feeling um, I'm feeling confident right now. Confident. Confident. I'm I'm grounded. I feel like I'm at peace. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Peace. 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 Okay. Shout out to Oaktown D. <laughs> peace. Peace. Never mind. Um, <laughs> all right. So since you are feeling what confident? Confident and at peace. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, um, confidence and peace. Okay. Yes. So today's topic that we are going to be discussing is what are you committed to? Confidence okay. or peace? What are you committed to? Let's just stay there. Let's go. just stay there. I don't want to go too deep go. too early. All right. Let's just stay right there. So what are we committed to? Okay. And um, the way that this breaks down is our commitments lead us to what? Results. Results. Okay. So, okay. Not just your commitments, your consistency in your commitments or consistency to your commitments. Okay. So you can be committed to something and... I mean, for example, some people are committed in marriage, right? Mm. And then that commitment is broken. So you can be committed or you can be uncommitted, but commitment is a choice and it's a decision. It it depends if you want it to be a choice or a decision because those are two different things. So you can choose for your commitment to be a choice or you can choose for it to be a decision. And then if you choose for it to be a choice, you have to choose it every single day. Okay. Okay. So, um... A lot of these uh, topics that we are discussing, just for the audience, it's kind of like a presidency. There is a domestic issue at hand, and then there is a foreign issue at hand, right? So in the midst of this, the domestic issue would be how we, how commitment, how we respond to commitment personally, and then the foreign one would, together. How would we, how do we deal with commitment as a couple? Okay. And since this is relationship based, um, it's not just necessarily your commitment in your marriage, your commitment to your friendships, um, your commitment to your word, your commitment to your belief system. How committed are you? Some people are committed to to being miserable. True. Facts. Right. Right. But we don't talk about that. Right. We don't talk about it, yeah. but the reality is there are some people out here that seeking validation from people who's looking for a problem for every solution. Exactly. Yes. And so I'm a little different because I'm looking for results. I want to solve the problem. So, mm-hmm. um, so for me in communication style, it's like when I first have a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. the first thing I'm saying is, do you want me to listen 
or do you want a response? Because I can listen from two different spaces. And then if I'm listening just to listen for a comforting ear, then just be mindful if you ask me for a result. (laughs) I'm probably not in that space because I'm literally listening with intent to just be there and understand your perspective versus listening for a comeback. Many times people listen to actually respond. And it it may not be resolution-based, but I'm trying to get you some results, so... Okay. Okay. Now let's talk about that because is that cultural or is that that level of communication? Is that some type of culture that we're committed to that puts us in a, in a responsive flight or fight conversation mode? Or is that just situation by situation? Is it individual? Because realistically, I can't say that I know 10 people that listen just to listen first. Okay, so I think that listening to get a result has to do with, this is going to go to the left, your purpose. To the left. Yeah, to to your purpose, (laughs) because here's the thing. If I'm committed as a person, uh, my purpose in life is to be a bridge or a gap for people, standing in a gap, interceding for when they need uh, solutions to their problems, then that's where I'm always going to be. And I'm always going to find myself there. So if, you, if that's not your purpose in life, like your purpose is not to solve a problem for someone, then you're going to always find yourself either complaining with them or just listening. And there's a need for both. There's a need to just listen because everyone needs a, a listening ear. Hmm. But then there's also a need to come to some resolution to the problem. Okay. Okay. So then let me split this question in half. So... What happens when what you're committed to, let's say you're committed to self-development and Mm -hmm. it puts you in a situation where you're always trying to transform people. You're Mm -hmm. always trying to transform you. Where do you prioritize your meter for too much toxicity being let in versus too much positive positivity being let out? Meaning how do you judge when the, negative energy becomes too much for you to just keep pouring positive into a cup with a hole in it? Mm, That's a good question. I think that that depends on um, one, how you're being fueled because when you're fueled from the right source, it continues to flow. Mm. And then it's having boundaries for yourself. You have to know what you can and cannot tolerate. Mm. Like, I don't have the capacity at this stage in my uh, walk, my spiritual walk, to uh, sit with people in helplessness. Mm. I, I don't. I know that I don't have that capacity at this moment. But, I mean, maybe 10 years from now. But if you come with a problem, I'm looking to see how can I help you or what resources I know that can help you. And not everybody is trying to help people in that space. But if you come to me and you're like, look, everything sucks. And I'm not trying to do anything about it. It's going to bother me. It's going to bother me. Because here's the thing. Acknowledge how you're feeling. Acknowledge what's going on. And then sit whatever time you need to sit in that space. But when you're ready to grow and you're ready to get out of it, that's where I come in. Mm. I come in when there's an opportunity to grow and you want to grow. That desire has to be there. Um, I can motivate you, um, but the helplessness 
I don't have the tolerance or the patience in this season because I'm so focused on how can I help you grow? Yeah, I think that's important to know. Um, you know, it's like trying to uh, trying to help somebody fix their credit when you have bad credit. <laughs> yes. I mean, so I think we all know someone like that. Like, we all know people yeah. that stay in that space of helplessness. And, and some of us have been the people in our faith in, in different stages of our life. Like that's not something that a lot of people are trained to facilitate. Exactly. You know what I mean? You have that takes a, a intentionality to be able to separate helping people from trauma bonding. Some people's mm. version of transformation is bonding over trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 not. Right, right. I feel it. I know that. I so, know that. So that's we'll, why I married we'll, you. <laughs> what would you say is your um, way you choose to bond with people that's the most efficient? Honesty. So honesty, but also making sure that when I'm honest with people, that love arrives at the same time as the honesty. So I'm not just finna, well, you need to get your life together and you, uh, no pun intended, um, you need to get your life together. You need to step up. You need to do this. You need, I'm not just finger pointing, you know, jamming their, you know, inefficiencies, you know, back into their face. You know, I want to make sure that care is there at the same time, especially when I'm in like the evaluation phase, when I'm trying to figure out when we're just kind of filling each other out. I don't ever want to come off as too like, to uh, aggressive, aggressive with it, yeah. aggressive with it. You know what I mean? Aggressive with the truth, because at some point, you know, you have to understand that the truth is incontrovertible, meaning that there's no other way to deviate from what the truth is. The truth is the truth. You know what I mean? So it's going to be there at the end of this conversation anyway. So what I need to do is what was necessary for me to get the best result is evaluate. Some people say they want, just give me the straight truth. But if I tell you that this happens because you look like this and that person looked it better to you and she was younger and he was younger, yada, 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 you're not going to receive it the way I need to um, you to receive it to do the work, to get the work done. So um, evaluation is a key component. And then just making sure love shows up there at the same time as truth. So, OK, is it possible to have love show up? as well as assertiveness. Because I think, I think aggressive is, assertiveness and aggressiveness is not the same thing. So is it possible to show up with love and still be assertive in what you're saying? Like, can you be direct with love? If you're careful. Is that, is that easier or harder for you to do? I think innately as human beings, I think that, it's not a easier or harder. It's are you being intentional or are you not being intentional? Okay. Because some people are so used to like firing off the hip with the honesty that it they don't care how it how it lands. You know okay. what I mean? They don't care how you take it. It's the truth. It's is this how I feel. And me saying mm-hmm. me saying you don't look good and me saying that you're ugly is two different things. Right? Okay. And 
you know, it is what it is. Okay. You know? so. Not you in particular, no. but I'm oh. just saying, you know, there's a way to I ain't worried. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I have a, a real life question then. If, mm-hmm. if that's the situation we're talking about, mm-hmm. then I would, I would highly, my question is, mm-hmm. is it possible that you're dealing with someone and are you responsible for how they're experiencing you? I mean, you have to be. Okay. Okay. It's your responsibility. Okay. So what if, hypothetically speaking, you're speaking to someone that has been through a lot of trauma mm-hmm. and they approach you, they need some advice. Hey, my boyfriend's cheating on me. I don't know what to do. Um, he, all the boyfriends cheated on me and, and I just don't know what to do. How would you respond to that in a way that is, it, what would be your response? Uh, first of all, I'm going to go with, uh, with a word, a wise word that I heard from, uh, from Pops Gregorio, right? He said that sense makes books, right? Mm-hmm. The good questions lead to the answers that write the books, right? So it would have to start off with questions. It wouldn't just be a response to or rebuttal or any kind of response in a way that wasn't in question format. So that's first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. And what the answer that I would have them to come up with nine times out of 10, I would ask the right questions to lead them to the answer themselves. Okay. So you wouldn't provide an answer for them. I would provide an answer through question. Okay. But you're going to let them figure it out themselves. They have to. Okay. So what if they tell you you're being too passive? Like they're telling you the way they're experiencing you, that they're not getting what they need out of, they're not getting the guidance. They're not getting, um, something that they need from this conversation is they're not getting confirmation of what's internally already brewing inside of them. Then how would you respond to that? Because you said that we are responsible for the way other people experience us. Yeah, we are responsible for how other people experience us. However, we are not responsible to be a mirror reflection of what's already brewing inside of somebody that we're not responsible for. Cause we didn't put that what's brewing inside of them in them. That came from trauma, experience, uh, life, upbringing, values, core, you know, your core values. That didn't come from, that's not a, a root of our conversation we we're having now. Okay. It's not my responsibility to, it's my responsibility to turn the mirror on you and allow you to see those, that, that, that person that was hurt or scarred, whatever age that is, I try to make it my duty to um, get you to see that person. And have the conversation and heal that young woman or that young man um, prior to just saying boom, 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 boom. Because life is not a checklist. It's not a, you know, it's so cyclical sometimes that, you know, the way that, you know, I believe God sets lessons up for us. It's a repetition in different with different faces that continues to show up in our life until we defeat it. And then something else comes and repeats and repeats with different faces until we defeat it. And then it just keeps going. And that's what determines our success, failures, and, you know, healing. Mm, okay. Okay. So would you? So what you're saying is the journey is like this, right? Right. Right. So we have, like, valleys, and then we have, like, mountains or peaks. Yeah, so right. we yeah we have these peaks and we have these valleys, right? But if you're the person that's coming to me, I have to evaluate, right? I have to see what's our relationship here, 
right? Meaning, is this person coming to me for advice as a brother-sister relationship, as a father, you know, as a, as a father-daughter, father-son relationship? Are they coming to me asking me for advice up or to the side as a peer, right? Mm. And so if they are coming to me in that format, then I have to be really, um, I have to be really understanding of what's going on in their life, meaning that the roller coaster that they're going through, I have to make sure that I'm not on that roller coaster with them. Mm, that that's it. And I feel like most times when we are trying to connect with people, like the trauma bonding you're saying, Second people literally get on the roller coaster Second with you. Second and nature. now I'm talking to you and I'm telling you about whatever has happened in my life and now you're crying. And and I hear some people say, Oh my empath I think that I don't think as many people claim to be impacts are actually impacts, first of all, (laughs) Um, because I think people use it as a way of kind of like stealing your shine. Like if you're going through a rough time, they're like, oh, well, let me get in this boat with you. So now instead of you being the strong one to help them, now you're helping and you're like, bro, I came to you for advice and I came to you to be that shoulder to lean on. And now I'm sitting there wiping your tears away. It's like this wasn't supposed to be like this. Right. <laughs> like, so words like that exist um, in an active term for people to find something to describe a portion of what they feel in. So mm. when people say, oh, okay, well, I'm an empath, right? They want the glamour and glitz, meaning the excuses that make it okay. Yeah. <laughs> they want that part of, of the empath, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want the part of the empath that says, you also, by being an empath and, 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 and subscribing to what an empath truly is, you are allowing yourself to not only place the blame on yourself, so you're not only making yourself the victim, you're also making yourself the suspect. <laughs> but people don't want to take the suspect part. They just want to take the victim part of being an empath. Do you think, do you think people hide behind the, the word empath um, as the same tendency as people that victimize themselves in a lot of situations? I'm not going to say they're synonymous, but do you think that they share a relationship where people hop the fence? Like one minute I'm a victim, then I'm empath, and that gives me an excuse to be a victim again. And now I'm feeling some type of way, so I'm going to keep going back and forth as a way out. I think that words are the way we describe words through letters is called spell for a reason. <laughs> and I think we put these spells on ourselves and we do it so effortless effortlessly that when it comes time to actually take accountability to grow, we are buried behind all these definitions and words and part of words and half truths and you know, um a narcissist and an empath is not that that much different. But the imp- the empath doesn't want to take that side of the blame, and neither does a narcissist. Well, I think that those are like we're splitting off into two different deep topics because um, labeling is a whole nother thing. The the fact that we use labels instead of descriptions to describe 
our behavior is a whole nother thing. Because when you say you are something, I mean, those are some powerful words. I am. That's the declaration. It literally exists in your being. You're taking something that's a concept and you turn it into who you are. But a declaration of what? Whatever follows the I am. A declaration of what you are committed to. <laughs> true, true, true. A declaration of what you are committed to. Michael Jordan was saying he was number one before he ever seen number one. So what are you committed to? Mm, love. I'm committed to love. I'm committed to God, to Jesus Christ. I'm committed to my family. I'm committed to development. I'm committed to the people who God assigns to me. I'm committed to bringing the best out of them and healing. <laughs> That's what I'm committed to. That's powerful. That's How about powerful. you? What you committed to? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> it depends on the season, right? Because mm -hmm. remember, commitment could be a decision or a choice, right? Mm -hmm. So in this season of my life, I'm committed to myself. I'm, okay. co I'm committed to myself. And um, okay. that, that people... Well, you can take that any which way, mm -hmm. but the way I see it is I'm committed to who I am choosing to be in any moment. And I'm choosing to be accountable for who I am and the mm. interactions I have. My mantra for 2023 is to be committed and accountable for how other people experience me. Mm. That that's for me because, um, in the past I've come off as very, um, people would say aggressive, but the truth is I was scared Mm. scared to open up to people, scared to be vulnerable to people and being in a place of feeling like people are going to hurt me. Like if I open up to them and they find out that I'm a really nice person, they're going to take advantage of me. So I'm going to be tough. I'm going to be, I'm going to be this tough girl from Compton. And that's what I'm going to be. Because if I, I show them this good side of me, they're going to take advantage. Man, so we, we got so much in common. It's crazy. Yeah. So no, no, no. So that's like literally what I'm cause So when I say, I'm sorry. It's all good. So when I say I'm committed to myself, I'm committed to being true to, to my authentic self. Hmm. And my authentic self is vulnerable. My authentic self is passionate. My authentic self is kind. My authentic self is love. Hmm. And I get to be all of those and unapologetic, unapologetically. Got it, got it, got <laughs> and got it, got it. I get to be that way while I'm committed to Jesus Christ. I'm committed to um, being a woman of God. I'm recently, I'm committing myself to being a, a Proverbs woman. So I like, mm. I'm, I'm just on this path, right? So um, that's just where I am. I'm committed to my husband, of course. I'm committed to my children. Um, I'm committed to the business world because I, I just, Business it. is my life. You know so. what's so powerful about what you just said? And, um, you know, I pray that people receive it and really meditate on it and let it marinate in their spirit is that what you just said in layman's terms is you have been moving throughout life. And to some degree, you are now giving yourself to the highest degree. Now you're giving yourself permission to exist. Yeah, yeah. Because before I was giving myself permission to to um almost live in a like a trauma state. Right. So that means that the person that people before this transformed version of you is a representative of you that literally never existed. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that literally don't know me. 
And I said this at our, we did this New Year, um, what was that? Yeah, New Year's Day or Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. We were with family, and we were saying what we were committed to for 2023. And it's so interesting that I shared that, that I had been this person um, that was living in a traumatic state, uh, fearful to connect with people. So mm-hmm. I had my guard up everywhere I went, like, mm-mm. Y'all gonna hurt me. And this goes for, this is not just um, romantically because I'm, I'm married, but I mean, this goes for friendships, um, people that are welcome into our family. I'm like, hey, we cool on a surface level, but having that guard up and I was like, I come off as very aggressive because I'm in defense mode. I'm trying to survive in these interactions with people. And when I said that, I saw a lot of people nod their head. They were like, like, they saw me in hiding all of this time. And I'm mm. thinking, I'm invisible. Mm. I thought that no one knew what I was doing until I finally acknowledged it. And it's like, Hugh, we knew you were doing that the whole time. Mm. But welcome welcome to the party. You know, we were six years in. Welcome. Thank you for showing up. Yeah, that's, that's such a powerful... Um just fresh revelation. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think a lot of people will, you know, I have this theory that everybody exists. Everybody exists through a string of permissions, right? Mm. Right. So everybody exists through a string of permissions. So regardless of you, you're the super tough thug. That's like, I don't need nobody permission to do nothing ever. I do whatever I want to do. Somebody yeah. gave you permission to act out like that. Oh, for and sure. And you said, yes, I don't care if you have both parents in the household and you saw somebody and you said, hey, this guy is doing this and I like the way it looks. I, I want permission to do that. There was and, influence. Right. So you made a social contract with yourself, usually at a very young age, to act out like that. Or the woman, a racist. Um um, a successful, highly successful person, not to say a racist or, you know, thugger, thugger can't be highly successful. I'm just saying we all have these contracts we sign with ourselves. Commitments. S- commitments that somebody gave us permission to commit to. Yeah. And then we created this world around us where we, they're agreements. Mm-hmm. They're agreements. So I've agreed that I'm going to behave this way. And you agree that that's the way you're going to relate to me. So even when you share who I am with people, you, you share that part. Right. Like, yeah, I'm just letting you know, my wife, she's going to come off kind of, Ooh, mm-hmm. like just to let you know. And, and it's like, now you're, you're signing up for what I've showed you. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're in a contract together. So we're walking around introducing ourselves as these representatives that are we truly committed to it? Yeah, in that moment. Mm-hmm. But is that aligned with our purpose in life and our destiny for where God has called us to be? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And that's why I think that coexisting is such a a tough thing when you don't understand it. You know, when you don't understand mm-hmm. how to do it, when you haven't been trained on how to do it. Because by and large, we are not who we think we are. We are not who people think we are. We are who we think people think we are. Exactly. And so we act out just like that. So um, just real quick, real quick. Let's get some youtube stuff out the way, all right? Like, cr- click, uh, subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> ring the notification bell, do the whole nine. Do all the youtube and uh, uh, all that stuff. Just support. Go to the website, okay? 
whatever you need to do, just go to that just to keep supporting. And I guarantee you that it will be fruitful. It will be. And fruitful. we have homework. Homework. Okay. Homework. Um, write a list of the things you're committed to. Mm. Because we say these things in language. And of course, those declarations are who we show up as. But when we put it in, in writing, it's something powerful about seeing who we identify ourselves as in writing Right. Into other people, and and we might show up differently with each other, mm-hmm. but you can't hide from yourself, right? And what tends to happen when you do these exercises is you start to notice commitments you made to yourself when you was twelve years old that you still committed to as a grown person. <laughs> yeah, and then you have an opportunity to heal in that space right. and make new commitments for who you are today. Right. And who you're destined to be. Right. And so just a little bonus homework. When you identify those things that no longer serve you in today and the future version of you, rip that side of the list off and burn it. <laughs> and if you're afraid of fire, like right. I was for a very long time, mm-hmm. ball it up and throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Yes. And then burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for tuning in. Again, I'm seven. I'm Q. Y'all know what it is. Yo, we will catch y'all on the next episode. We appreciate it. We love y'all. We thank y'all for all the support. Shout out to all of our Patreon people. We got a special gift for you, some bonus (laughs) material that everybody can't get to, all right? So thank y'all. Shout out to Buzzsprout. Shout out to, you know, to the whole world. Shout out to God, though, you know, overall. Thank you for another episode of Get Your Life Together. together. (laughs) Boom.